You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 10 of Psychotic and Iconic. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to everybody that's tuned in tonight, everybody that follows, likes, subscribes, all of our pages. Uh, another shout out to Ant Saracusa. Everybody go follow him on Instagram at Just Ant. He does our intro song. Uh, and with that, we're going to get the show started. I'm going to pass it off to Kez Palante, and let's roll. <laughs> it's pronounced Quez, by the way. Excuse me. I just want to correct you right <laughs> now, Lonzo, all right? Well, no, that's Lonzo actually a Pauls. compliment. That's, that's, a good a, shot. that's a compliment. That's a compliment, because oh, you called it. We'll get there. Don't don't worry. But, I know. I hey, know. right on schedule tonight, guys. No tech right issues. Right on schedule. All right? <laughs> They're coming. Right? Um, so, listen up, guys. I'm going to talk to the audience real quick. Um, now that we're live... And we're going to be live going forward pretty much every show. All right? That's the plan. We want you guys to interact with us live. Ask us questions. Talk your shit. Um, say whatever you want. We're going to try and get to whatever we can there whenever possible um, without disrupting the flow. So we want your input. Um, no cat. We had great engagement last week on the first show. So that was fantastic. Thank you very much. With that said... We're going right into fantasy football. Phil, hit it. Regular. Testing Phil nice and early. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We promised you this. Quarterback rankings. Top 10. 2021 season. Let's go right into it. Um, I am going to pass it to you first, Nick. Okay. I want to hear your list. Um, I think that we should go through it just by, we'll do each of our lists first, and then we can talk reasoning afterwards. Sound good? Sounds good. Everybody like it? Yeah, let's go. Listen up, audience. All right, so starting with number 10, I got Lamar Jackson, probably a surprise to a lot of the audience. Um, Nine, I have Justin Herbert. Eight, Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) Seven, TB12. Six, Russell Wilson. Five, this is going to shock some people. Dak Prescott. Four, Aaron Rodgers. Three, Kyler Murray. Two, Josh Allen. And number one, Patrick Mahomes. I just want to say one thing Bottom before line. I pass it to Mike. Mm. You should have seen the excitement when you said Dak. Just lit up. His face lit up. Oh, I know. I think he's a Cowboys fan. A little bit. Little I think he is. I got my reasonings. Gross. So. But no, actually, it wasn't too much of a surprise. 
ESPN's got him at average four uh, really? overall. Yeah. But uh, besides the point, let me hand it to you first, Mike. All right. At number 10, I have Ryan Tannehill. Um, I'm actually surprised you had him in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, number nine, I have Dak. Uh, number eight, I have Justin Herbert. Uh, seven, I have Russ. Six, I have Lamar Jackson. Five, I have Tom Brady, the GOAT. Uh, number four, I have Kyler Murray. Number three, I have Aaron Rodgers. Number two, I have Josh Allen. And number one, I have Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Wow, so we agreed on Mahomes being number one. Yeah. I'm surprised. You're smart, guys. That's all. That's all it is. You're smart, guys. <laughs> I agree. Thank I you, mean, Mike. Mike. I appreciate that. Mike, you had Dak pretty low for being his biggest fan. I actually, in my reasoning here, I, <laughs> I was say- surprised by that, too. I'm not going to lie. I'm Yo. not going to lie. I was surprised. Number nine? Yeah. Yo, Pop says. He could be too low. He could yeah. be too low, but. Pop says, Papa Pasillo, Dak Prescott, you're nuts. <laughs> you're nuts. <laughs> I'm Amen, a little crazy. Pops. Psychotic and iconic. Oh, wait. He's going to love my rankings. All right. I'm going right into it. Number 10. Sorry, Mike. Jalen Hurts. Listen up. 10, Jalen Hurts. 9, Ryan Tannehill. And he was a late addition, by the way. Hmm. 8, Tom Brady the GOAT. 7, Justin Herbert. 6, and this was maybe a late flip, by the way. Aaron Rodgers at 6. Lamar Jackson at 5. Russell Wilson at 4. Kyler Murray at 3. Josh Allen 2. Patrick Mahomes, the best player in the NFL, number one. Please stop over there. <coughs> the please, obvious. Please stop. He's not the best player in the NFL. And now we got to break it down. I'm not even going to. I'm not listening to you. The GOAT. He might be the best ever, Nick, but he's not the best in the NFL right now. We'll see. Hate's coming. <laughs> so where do we want to start? I think that you guys. Well, did you notice one thing? I'm going to point out one thing on my list that maybe you didn't catch. I did not have Dak Prescott in my top 10. Yeah, it shot out. <laughs> well, you had him eight. I was surprised. I thought nine. for real you were, oh, nine. Nine. I thought for real you'd have him three. I, I swear him. to God. <laughs> I had him five. But I have a reason. On average, he's going about four, okay? My reason is this. Health is wealth, guys. And my rankings can always change in a few weeks. Right now, I am a little nervous about the shoulder. And if he's going to miss games, he's not going to finish in the top 10. Simple as that. And otherwise, like, if he was healthy, um, it would be different. I'd have him around the probably six or seven range. I feel like that would be a comfortable spot for him. Same reason why I didn't put, like, Carson Wentz 10th, which I thought of prior to the injury, but we don't know if he's going to be back week one. So this list could change. We'll see. Like, maybe if we hear some updates in a few weeks – we can tweak it a little bit, you know? But for now, if you're missing time, you're going to have a hard time catching up to guys that, that will play or guys that get the rushing stats. So there's that. Fair? Fair. So I had Lamar Jackson 10th, and here's my reason. Who the fuck is he throwing the ball to? Who's he throwing the ball to? Mark Andrews? Cool. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm doubling the tight end. And I'm stacking the box and saying, good luck, sir. Who are you going to throw to? Who are you going to throw to? Marquise Brown's hurt. And Rashad, Rashad, Rashad Bateman. Bateman. Yeah, he's hurt. So, so who's he got? Sammy Watkins? Give me a fucking break. Shout out, Mark. Shout Give out, Mark. Give me a break here. Okay, so last year he finished 10th overall, right? He had 1,000 yards, rece- uh, yards rushing, 
with seven rushing touchdowns, and his passing yards was 2,726 TDs. Which was a big drop-off, by the way. Sure. So, without these weapons, where is his production coming from? The run? I mean, a 1,000 yards for a quarterback is a lot. So, I don't, I don't know where he's going to be in the top five. I, I, don't, I don't see that. Um, I'm going to start off with my one. I know everybody's so shocked that well, I had here, him low. Mike, hold that thought while we're still on Lamar. Okay, go ahead. And do you want to add anything on Lamar real quick? No, I mean, to me, he's just the identity of the Ravens, and they go as he goes. Um, I mean, I still think he's like that typical fear striker that when you play him in fantasy, you know that he could single-handedly win the game for you. Um, that's why I have him at number six. Uh, I know he finished 10 last year. I have that noted down as well. Um, but great point, though, that he brought up is like, who is he throwing to besides Sammy Watkins at this point? Um, but I mean, it's, it's Lamar Jackson and he's, to me, he's your, he's a fantasy player. Like he's like a, like a Michael Vick type of fantasy player. They just, he That's finds the points. It's he finds points. I, I, mean, I, I don't disagree with that. Look, my, my thought is this, it can't get any worse than last year. And he finished, you said 10th, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So 10th, he finished 10th and it can't get any worse. He definitely declined last year. Um, he kind of found his way a little bit towards the end of the season, but he had a rough year overall. And he still finished 10th, still had 1,000 yards rushing, still had seven rushing touchdowns. That shit matters. That's six points versus four standard scoring, right? Well, that's great. But if teams stack the box and double your tight end, what are you going to do? Well, I think Marquise Brown will be back. I don't, I don't think Rashad Bateman will be back until the end of September, which is a big loss. That's, that's not being talked about enough, probably. But again, I mean, Marquise Brown is middle of pack wide receiver he's not i don't even know if i'm willing to say that i think it's i think the whole team just experienced a little a drop off and the offense needs to adjust i think they will this year i expect more passing volume not mvp level for him but like three thousand yards minimum he's at 2700 last year i mean come on like I think that he'll definitely experience a boost he probably should be better this year so that's why like i i expect him to be a little bit higher. Um, also, they lost Orlando Brown to uh, a trade with the Chiefs. So. This is also true, and that that could be a difference maker. Absolutely, I um, think so. One of the best tackles in the league. So, but just wanted to, you know, point out that yeah, that it can't get any worse, and he was top ten last year. Right. So he's got to be in the top ten. That's one thing. Right. It looks like all three of us know that. Well, Mike, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no big deal. Um, so my thing with Dak is, is it was like you were saying, health is wealth. I don't know what's going on with his shoulder. Um, I mean, I I think he's going to be fine. Um, and then the comment he made that he doesn't want to throw for six thousand yards. He's looking for a more balanced attack. Um, I probably I probably do have him too low on the list. But I mean, we were just laughing about that right before the show. Like six through ten were more difficult than one through five for me. Um, but I just like I don't know with him. I'm I'm not I'm not there yet. I, I completely agree with you there. I mean, how could you not be concerned? He's not throwing. Like, he did throw the other day, but, you know, I I, I still don't think that we're in the clear there. And I really Shannon don't. Sharps. They're limiting his reps. Yeah, and Shannon Sharp said it perfect. He was like, you know, you don't just get an MRI for no reason. Like, oh, my arm feels great, but let me just get a, an MRI to make sure everything's okay. And my thought process kind of aligns against what he's saying. Like, Sorry, Dak. What did I say to you guys last week? I think they're going to be throwing the hell out of the ball. It's Mike McCarthy. And I still don't think the defense did enough to upgrade. Do you so know they're where going to be throwing finished? a lot. Do you know where Dak finished in 2019? Probably top five. Second. So there you go. But that's the thing is like no one is questioning that he can or can't do it. 
I already said to you, if he if he was fully healthy and I could trust him to not miss any time right now, I'd have him probably around six, six or seven. So make no mistake, like I'm not throwing shade because the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I, I, no bias here, no bias. But I, I really am concerned about that. And I, and I said to you, I said to you guys last week, they're going to be throwing a ton. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Like, that was their identity last year under the same head coach. He loves chucking the ball. Well, and I agree. I you mean, know? they have three star wide receivers in Cooper, uh, Gallup, and C.D. Lamb. So they're going to utilize them. So it may not be 6,000-yard pace, but if you're expecting Dak to come away with 30 attempts a game, that's just kind of foolish, I think. I, I don't think that's going to happen at all. He's going to probably be higher than that on average. I mean, if he's thrown 50, 50 times a game, per se, and they're playing from behind... What's going to happen to his shoulder? Now, that's in live action. That's not little warm-up throws on the sideline or or that bullshit before a game, you know? If his yeah. arm's uncomfortable now, imagine when he's making throws in games and but, getting hit. But teams aren't going to be able to stack the box. They have, a, a, they have three great wide receivers. They have a running game. They're going to have to respect, you know, the outside. Do you think Tyron so Smith's going to be healthy at left tackle all year? Because I don't. He hasn't been for five straight years. Well, we'll see. But my thing is, he can scramble. He has the ability to get, to get outside the pocket and make some plays with his feet. So sure. I think he can get some rushing yards and some possible touchdowns. Well, sure. I mean, no discounting that either. It's just simply the fact that he's going to be getting hit and having <clears throat> having to throw the ball. You know? Not 15 throws during a game uh, before, before a game. I just think you his know? situation versus Lamar Jackson is just a little bit different for me, you know, because they actually have weapons where the Ravens are mediocre. Yeah, now best. now it's a little – I thought the Ravens would be better there this year, but now the Bateman thing kind of throws me for a loop. So, yeah. And he was a rookie anyway, so how much impact would he have had anyways? I like him a lot. I, I think he's going to – Oh, no, I do too, but he's still a rookie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is well, he now, now type? especially he... missing time, now I would be even more concerned because we don't know how quick he's going to transition. Right. So I, I agree. Mean, that could be a problem. But Ryan Tannehill, guys. So all three of us had him in there. I did not have him in my top 10 before tonight. I literally changed that in the last few hours. So um, I was between Tannehill and Stafford at number 10. Um, I feel like he's getting overlooked a little bit. Well, a lot, to be honest. It's funny you say that, Mike. Um so Papa Pasillo again was just like, "What about Matthew Stafford?" I'm glad you just said that because back is garbage. He said, <laughs> "Damn, I gotta check." Because <laughs> I'm I'm glad he said that because Stafford was like originally in my top ten and I moved him for Tannehill. But continue what you were saying. Yeah, I just I think he's gonna have a really strong season uh, with Julio and AJ now, and then Derrick Henry in the backfield. I just I mean he has weapons all over the field, and it's gonna be really hard to double team those guys. So it's, I, I mean, like to, to me, I think he's going to be able to throw to guys that are in single coverage that can go up and get the ball. So I really do think he's going to have a good season. You're missing somebody, though. Ferkser. sir. I was going to, I, I know, my bad, my bad. <laughs> he paused me for a minute. I'm like, who? And then I, I got you. But yeah, no, I look for him to have a really big season, um, you know, bearing any injuries or anything like that. But I think they're going to be bombs away. They're just stacked everywhere. And he also, he gets some rushing production, which matters. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had seven touchdowns on the ground. One sec. Yeah, he did. He had seven touchdowns on the ground. I expect that to come down a little bit. Because um, he took a few from Derrick Henry last year. In crucial games, I was kind of pissed off but because I had Derrick Henry in one league. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, 33 touchdowns last season, 3,800 yards. Thank you. I expect an uptick there because this offense should be lethal. 3,800 yards? Like, that that seems kind of low. I think he'll be over 4,000 this year. Well, A.J. Brown missed some time last year, too. And so he missed that some time, right? So And then you get Julio in addition to that. So the efficiencies should be, like, they're top be, notch. They're going to be really good. And nine might might not be enough. Like I had him, I had him at nine. I don't I don't know if that was enough. I almost put him over Tom Brady, but I was just like, ah, I'll leave it alone because I think the Bucks are gonna throw the ball a ton. I would have walked out. The district. <laughs> well, I mean, you like Tannehill. So, so wait, I noticed that you had Herbert over Brady. I did. Explain. Sure. Well, here, <laughs> last year, Brady finished with five more points than Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert had 15 less throws on a worse team full of injuries with a shit offensive line, right? Yeah, you drink your drink. Five points we're talking about, Nick. Five. Justin Herbert revolutionized. I mean, he was just fantastic. Another guy who gets production on the ground. Five touchdowns, 234 yards. You can't ignore it. And they're a lot better. I mean, we're going to talk about the Chargers in a little bit, but their offensive line is much improved. And they're healthy again. So give me one reason why I shouldn't think that. You ever hear of the... Uh, that was as a rookie. You ever hear of the sophomore slump? Teams have film on him now. You either We're got it or see. you don't. That's what no, I No, no, he, he's you know? very good. He's very talented. I'm not that taking it. That wasn't a gimmicky not... offense by any means. And guess what? It's a, new, it's a new offense. Anthony Lynn's gone. It's a new offense. So actually, the whole film thing goes out the window for me because you don't know what they're going to give you. We'll right? see. But Did you think of that? Brady, second year with the Bucks, <laughs> the same hey, offense. I had, him, I had him in there. Uh, I see fireworks. I had him fireworks in there is going to explode. Mike's got fire him top the five. fucking cannons. <laughs> it's coming. Guys. Mike's got him top five. Mike's the only one who's got him top five here. Top, top five, no doubt. D's on the best offensive in, in the league. They're healthy. A B is back. Uh, I, I'm enamored with him this year. I, I know he finished. Right. Eighth, I, already, I know he finished. He finished eighth last year, but I mean, I think he's going to be unbelievable this season. I really do. I, 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 I'm telling you, it's just his rushing is is just what kills his overall fantasy stock. That's it. That's it. He wants to get faster. <laughs> quick, quick thing, guys. Brian Dietz comments: the Chargers don't have a tight end. Dietz, they added Jared Cook this year. He should be enough as a receiving threat and a red zone option. So, fair point, though. Hunter Henry was very good, but also he missed a lot of time. So They're always hurt. Well, Jared Cook needs to hold on to the football. <laughs> For sure. I mean, he's had the same issues he's had since coming into the league, but at least, like, now he can get open, whereas opposed he was just, like, relying on his athletic ability. And he's a little more polished now. He, he can play. I, you know who I like on the Chargers? Mike Williams. If he can stay healthy, he's yeah, yes. practice yeah, again. Yeah, he's got um, big playability. It's a shame. It's the same story every year. I mean, Keenan Allen is probably a top five receiver in the league. May not be. Uh, I mean, fantasy wise, he's been up there even with missing time. But as far as talent goes, he's absolutely in my top five without even thinking. He's he's going to be on the back end of that. But he's the best route runner in football. There's nobody better. I agree. Right, and he and he gets the red zone production. He's awesome on those quick slants. Yeah, he gets about a hundred yards, always a hundred catches per year. So I mean, yeah, I'm gonna definitely love him in fantasy this year, and we'll talk about that too. That's probably two weeks away, I would say. But um, 
Yeah, so I wanted to touch on that real quick. That was a good point by Dietz. Um, but Brady, though, yeah, I, I don't see how he doesn't throw damn near 40 touchdowns. I think that he might drop in touchdowns. I said this to you guys last week, I think, maybe two weeks ago. I see an uptick in yardage. Um, I don't trust Leonard Fournette for one. I already told you that, too. So I think this team, this team, like, they're going to be full, full, full steam ahead. Super Bowl Lenny. I don't believe in him. Yeah. Super Bowl Lenny. <laughs> Listen, and this is another thing. All, off, the, off the record, I told you guys last week that I was Mr. Dalvin Cook. I said I was a Dalvin Cook preacher during that draft. The Eagles got, uh, they were targeting him from what I believe. And the Vikings traded ahead of them one pick and the Eagles got stuck with Sidney Jones. Revision is history, but I was Dalvin over Fournette and McCaffrey. And I believe that I was correct to this day. McCaffrey definitely has improved, but I say Dalvin's better. I'm surprised we didn't take a backup quarterback instead. <laughs> <laughs> got to show the backup. Yeah, we got to well, show here, the actually, backup. That's, that's a good lead in to me having Jalen Hurts at 10. And yes, I was, I was debating that too. Like I had a bunch of guys that, could have gone 10. Um, I can run through them real quick for you guys if you want. But I I was considering Stafford at 10. Um, I considered putting Dak there even with the issues he's having right now. Matt Ryan always has volume, but I think he'll have a drop off this year a little bit. Um, who else? I mean, here, here's actually, I want to make one note here. If Justin Fields and Trey Lance play right away, they could sneak in there on the back end too. But that doesn't mean I was considering them. I just want to throw that out there for everybody. But Jalen Hurts, though, I don't want to give away too much here. And I just simply think that he might be under-projected right now with the rushing production. I think he's projected like 600 yards on the ground and maybe six or seven touchdowns. I think he's going to be close to 1,000 yards on the ground. I don't, what? I, yeah. Huh? I think so. Like Lamar Jackson numbers? No, not Lamar Jackson. I said close to a thousand. So like eight, nine hundred, maybe eight hundred feels safe to me. I don't know. I feel like six hundred is a pretty good number. Because I'm not, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I mean, eight, uh, to me, if you're approaching a thousand, where you're in the eight, nine hundred range, like you're running a lot. Yeah, you're running for your life. Yeah, that's a lot of <laughs> yards. I'm trying to find what his rushing production was last year. Here, he had. In four games, and he didn't even start all four of them, he had 357 rushing yards on 63 attempts with three touchdowns. That's in four games. That's a quarter of a season. Wait, he ran the ball 63 times in four games? Correct. That's, well, the Eagles blew last year. Well, that spells trouble for me because it's like he's more, you know, in, like susceptible to uh, He's a smaller injury. guy in Yeah, stature. like I feel like he could be like, you know. Um, he's compact, though. Yeah, my strong. thought is he's not going to have the same. Like I feel like, like he's going to open himself volume. up to injury. Right. Well, I don't think he's going to have the same carry volume, but I think that I'm not so sure how developed he is as a passer yet. To be determined. I still think that he he's the guy where he'll tuck and run after the first read. That's one thing I'm looking out for this year. If he can if he can advance in the reads and progressions of the game, look out because the production was there. Like the Arizona game, that was all around great passing and and rushing. If we see a lot of that during the season, I mean, he he finished as a top five option in the last four weeks of the season. So to me, it's not even just like I'm not saying he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. He's definitely not. But fantasy production, you can't ignore 
what he did in, in three and a half games, essentially. It's and, also and a different after, system, though. And that's after teams made adjustments to him, and he failed as a passer in the last two games. I did not like what I saw in those games. And he still finishes a top five fantasy option those weeks. So to me, it's like a stat thing. I'm a stat guy. I saw the numbers. And if he, if, if he can translate that over a full 17-game game slate, that's the other thing. There's 17 games this year. I mean, if he manages to stay healthy with, with that rushing volume and just a slight uptick as a passer, how could he not be in the top 10? He, he will be higher than that. We'll, we'll find out. So, I mean, and I know I'm not the I mean, only it's a good one. point. It's a good point. Right? Um, I mean, I can't argue with you on last year's production, but you got to understand, too, it's a new system. Which could be a good thing. Could be. I think but it's it going to be. But more, it could be a bad thing. I think it's going to be a more quarterback-friendly system, because they That's are going to run the ball a lot more this year. I can promise you that right now. I think Miles Sanders is going to have a huge year. But mm. the offensive line's healthy too. This is with a shit offensive line. He put up top five fantasy numbers. And thank heavens, Jason Peters is gone. <laughs> Jason Peters just signed with the Chicago Bears. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> he just committed a false start. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> when he signed his contract. You know, it's a shame. Like, everyone is going to revisit, like, what he was recently for us and forget that no, he, was he was maybe great. the best uh, trade that the Eagles ever made in the history of their franchise. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tolerate the disrespect. We know he's at the end of the line, and he's collecting a paycheck, but he's still better than most. Um, My uncle Steve commented, Tom Brady has 1,043 <laughs> rushing yards for his whole career. And seven rings. And seven rings is right. <laughs> Eight is loading. Unbelievable. That's his favorite one. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? You weren't kidding. That, that's a new one. Shout out, Uncle Steve. Appreciate it. Wait, I just called up on one comment. I see uh, Andrew John, I believe, says, Wentz wagon out there on the Oregon Trail. I guess he doesn't think he's coming back for week one. <laughs> but funny comment. Um, That's your boy, Wentz. You'll see. If Wentz comes back for week one, he's a dark horse for a top 10 finish. For now, I can't, I can't do that. He's a dark horse MVP candidate if he, if he plays a full season. He's a dark horse to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I'm not going to argue that this week. I can't. I bomb line that shit. <laughs> I hope his foot is good. No I comment. want that first rounder, okay? <laughs> no comment. That first rounder, literally, if, if we don't get it, oh, you don't want to see me. You don't. Uh, what else stood out to you guys, though? Anything else? Uh... We're about 25 minutes in. Uh, fans, P&I fans, if you got any questions, throw it, our, throw it our way before we move on. Yeah, shoot them on over. No crickets, all right? Let's let's move on. If they if they come in, they come in. I mean, you guys got nothing else to add? Um, any fantasy questions, we'll be happy to answer. Yeah, especially Tyler. I know you're not that good at fantasy. We're all available to give you some education. <laughs> I want to point out another thing, actually. Now it just caught my eye. Kyler Murray, despite being pretty ineffective towards the end of the year, finished third last year in fantasy points. He had 11 rushing touchdowns to lead the NFL. Um, and his receiving core got better. He did get A.J. Green. Even if it's the corpse of A.J. Green, he can still play when he's on the field. Um. And from what I heard, he's healthy. So you've got that extra extra weapon, and I expect further development from him. He was about uh, 30 yards short of 4,000 yards passing. So 
I think he should be better too. Like I think this yeah. is a guy who could challenge number one if he is effective all year. Well, but I, I, sh I shouldn't even say that. I think Mahomes is just clearly in his own tier. Well, my thing with him is uh, his division's very tough. Uh, when you have the Rams, Chargers, and Chiefs in your division, like he finished second last year, so I have him a notch below, just because of the uh, divisional factor. But that um, could transfer to more passing yards too. It could, it could if they be play down, catch up. Yeah, right. Exactly. So garbage time. We love that in fantasy. Right. We love it. Right. We'll see. But the other thing, I guess, I'll just throw this out there: it's highly unlikely that Deshaun Watson plays. Highly unlikely. Um, I don't think it's going to play out favorably for him. I don't think he'll ever play again. I'm not going to go that far right now, but I just know, like, you know, sometimes um, in, in previous history with the league, they let guys play while their legal situation was sorted sorted out. I don't think it's going that direction. I think he'll be on the commissioner exempt list pretty soon, regardless of outcome. Um, but Hope if he will. did, let's just say, like, craziest scenario, he does wind up playing this year. He should wind up being in the top 10. Um, but again, he, he lost, he, he's lost some weapons. Houston sucks. So he'd be at the back of the top, top 10 for me. He will be on the longest yard too. He was fifth yeah, last year in fantasy points. He might be, yeah. he might be playing for the prison team. Yeah, he's playing the guards. <laughs> Next Adam Sandler, I guess. Um, I'm looking at the comments one more time. Here we go. Papa Pasillo. Man, he's on fire. I love him. Do you see Trevor Lawrence sneaking into the top 10? I'll give you my answer. No. I'm not so sure how I feel about him as a player. He did look pretty good in the preseason game. Um, I don't think they have enough there. And I think he's going to have some growing pains this year, personally. I'm not so sure he's the best in the class right now, either. I'm not. But he is going to play right away. So. Yeah, I'm not. He's not in my top ten. But that's the last question I see. So, guys, I'm going to I'm gonna push us along here. Phil, you want to hit some music for me again? Let's do this. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> NFL Talk AFC West Preview. Kansas City Chiefs, L.A. Chargers, Vegas Raiders, and the Denver Broncos. So the way we're going to break this down, guys, we're going to talk about who's winning the division. Pretty obvious. Any other playoff teams there? Maybe you might have some surprises. Uh, we might give some fancy notes on players as we come across their names. We may not get to everybody. Um, continue to ask questions, audience. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna give a reality kind of spin as well, so let's go right into it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's Shit. talk about it. I'm challenging Phil, man. <laughs> I'm doing my best. So Shit. we should probably start with the Chiefs, right? You guys want to start with the Chiefs? Yeah, let's start. We're gonna start with the bottom feeders. No, we can start with the Chiefs. Clear start cut division winner, right? Yeah, the Chiefs. Obvious. Yeah. No one's going to say Chargers or anything, right? You better not. No, 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 no. I think they're going to be a force again. Um, I got them representing the AFC. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a dominant year. I think he's hungry. I think he's coming back with a vengeance. Uh, I think he was embarrassed in that Super Bowl. And he's been talking a lot of shit lately. Um, but I think they're going to be great. Uh, I think Edwards Hilaire is going to have a better year than he did last year because their offensive line's a lot better than it was uh, last year. Um, 
But that's, I mean, to me, that's pretty cut and dry. I don't really have much to say on them other than I just think they're going to be a force again. And I, like I said, I think they're coming back hungrier. I think Kelsey's going to be on a mission. I think all of them are. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on that. I see the Chiefs being 13 and four. Uh, I'll go AFC Championship game for now because I'm very intrigued about other teams. Uh, like who? The Bills. Yes. And, say, and mean, the Browns. Okay. They're they you know their defense uh, with the addition of Javion uh, Clowney along with Miles Garrett that could cause problems. But the Chiefs did add Joe Thune uh, in free agency from the Patriots. He was uh, an All Pro guard, um, and they traded for uh, Orlando Brown and, uh, with the you know, with the Ravens. So they definitely revamped their their offensive line, and uh, I see you know their rushing attack being much better um, because I think he took a lot of hits last year. So I, I you know I feel like they're going to protect him a lot more uh, by running the football, and then you know he could pass all day. So. And real fast, a uh, fantasy sleeper this year that I actually think uh, could be could hold a lot of value is McCole Hardman. I think he's going to take a uh, I think he's going to take a step this year, and like you just said, they're bombs away to begin with. Mm-hmm. And his speed, I mean, when you see Patrick Mahomes throwing the guys, they're wide open. They're track to stars. Begin with. Yeah, I think they really want him to succeed. I think yeah. that they're going to make an effort to get him involved early this year. Um, I expect a lot more play action this year because I think the rushing game is going to be a little bit better. I think. You can expect a safe rebound from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who was good. I just think that maybe the expectations were a little high. Like, for instance, fantasy, he was going like six or seven in the draft as a rookie. Um, so I do expect that he will have a better season. Um, and, yeah, I, I actually kind of like McCall Harbin, too. I'm happy you said that, Mike. But the biggest thing for me, the, the biggest storyline for the team, which Nick just referenced, was the offensive line. Major upgrades. And not only that, they have depth, too. Like, they have, they still have Kyle Long. I don't even know if he's going to start. Um, they have Laurent DuVernay-Tardif coming back. He, he took some time away to be a doctor during COVID. Shout out to him. That's, that's pretty respectable because he had a hell of a year the year before. Um, but they, they got Joe Thune. Um, they got – I mean, they just got – tons of depth so they kind of seem like they learned from their mistake in the super bowl the mistake was they had nothing behind their starters and what happened in that game got eaten the up. bucks literally made the best player in the nfl look like shit and he still he had moments where he was like spectacular like just scrambling left and right and he made that diving pass going <laughs> to the right uh almost completed at, you know falling to the ground he does that shit all the time but um to me that is that is going to be the biggest difference maker. I think off the top of my head, like we're going to touch on this in future episodes before the season. We're going to talk about, you know, playoff expectations, maybe matchups, Super Bowl winners. But right now I'm leaning towards them as my Super Bowl pick. And I think, I think look out, like Patrick Mahomes is talking shit now. Like he's angry. You can tell this is a different monster this year. I've never seen him talk like this. He, he's just... got an air of confidence and and, like, he's going to get after it this year. It's just really hard to go to back-to-back-to-back to back to back Super Bowl. It is, but like, guess what? I, I'm leaning towards a rematch right now, the way it stands. Bring That's it. where I'm leaning. Bring that shit. Um, but, yeah, you, that you are correct there, Nick. Um, defense probably should be slightly better than middle of the pack. Like, that's something that we should keep an eye on. But the offense is just so stellar. They're must-see TV every single week. 
I agree. And they're going to be more balanced this year. I really do believe that. Like, I, I think they're going to be back to where they were two years ago. <clears throat> Just fucking dominating 24-7. So, you know, you want to move on? Oh, shout out to Will. I was Wentz just is, reading that, Wentz too. Wentz god-awful. Give me big dick Nick. Shout out, Will. <laughs> That's why there was just that awkward silence for a minute, because I was He's, reading that. He <laughs> has always said that, though. He says, where's, He's smart. He says, where's Ben Palante? <laughs> I told him you're in Australia. No, I know. He's, he's trolling me, and I know that. It's okay. It's I love okay. this guy. Um, I saw another comment I wanted to point out from a few minutes ago. Uh, hold on one sec. It was Danny Dietz. He says, the only MVP that... Carson Wentz is going to be his most valuable pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Will, if you had like to give that. a top fan badge to one person, who would it be? I would give it to Will. Like, he literally... I'm going just God so you for guys, I need you guys to know something since he just trolled me, okay? He literally just goes on Facebook and trolls on, on the team pages, and he has that top fan badge. So, like, he talks this shit. It's the funniest shit ever. So, I encourage him to link. troll. We need to collab. <laughs> he says, Jim. and then he says, it's Pepsi sponsoring the show. Look, labels out, my friends. You want to help us out? Go ahead. Reach out to Pepsi for us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see your candidate, Nick. Come on I know, now. I know. Those I'm cards sorry. are pretty, though. Well, how about Poland Spring? So There you go. What is that, Starbucks? Dude? At least water's healthy. Starbucks. Phil's got a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't see any questions here, so... I'm going to push us along. The Chiefs are an obvious top pick. So we're going to go into the Chargers. Very interesting team. I think I want Mike to take this one first. All right, cool. So I think the Chargers are going to be pretty good this year. Um, I think they can make a little bit of noise, and uh, I think they're going to be in the running uh, for to make in the playoffs. Um, I think they'll be somewhere around 11 wins. Um, I think Allen, Williams, and Eckler can all be big fantasy threats. My issue with them is they always have a ton of injuries. Always. It's crazy. So, they, have, they have the same medical staff as the Eagles. They're like the Eagles West. I was exactly. just about to say that. So, but I mean, like, it's tough. Like, Justin Jackson's been in the league for three years, and he's only played 29 games. Northwestern shout out. So, it's like, it, it's hard to judge them on that. Um, but, I mean, I think they're going to be pretty. I really do. I, I like them this year. I think Herbert's going to progress. I think he's going to have that offense airing out because he has the arm to push it down the field, which should open up opportunities for Eckler underneath with um what you call it, like play actions rpos and things like that so i really do look for them to take a big step if they could stay healthy nick yeah i'm with you i got I the agree, chargers Mike. at 10 and 7 uh a fringe playoff team probably seven seed maybe um they're just so hard to evaluate because of injuries as well uh i like mike williams um i'm really big on austin eckler this year uh in eight games with herbert um he has 63 targets uh, I think that's a lot of volume. Um, that's that's eight uh, targets a game. And, you know, if he could run the football, then he could be a really, you know, a top fantasy back this year. So if he could stay healthy, uh, I could see a bounce back year for him. Um, but I, I just think the Chargers have a lot of talent. So I see them as a fringe playoff team. Um, but, it, you know, we'll see. We'll see how uh, Herbert does in uh, second year with so film. I'm going to give you a concrete answer to this because you guys seem like you're – you know, trending towards playoffs. You're on the fence a little bit. They're absolutely making the playoffs this year. Okay? You put your stamp on it? it. You put stamp. your stamp on it? You know what? Go put ahead. a stamp on it. All right. You want to sound an alarm? I don't think it's necessary. Noted. Yeah, we're going to have to note this one. No alarm needed, right? No. Because it's a, it's a fair take. They were 7-9 and nine last year 
with all the issues that they had, they were seven and nine last year. The whole Tyrod Taylor saga, uh, they were late getting to Herbert. I can only imagine what would have happened if he started the season. And he, he honestly shocked me. I was maybe a little down on him and his pro prospects. Um, Honestly, he he turned me. I'm a I'm a major believer. Major. These comments come. He's probably making the Dolphins sick to their stomach too. Oh yeah. If the Dolphins had Justin Herbert, they're a scary playoff team because they have everything else. Facts. hundred percent. But guess what? I think the Chargers, like Nick said, they've been loaded with talent. The problem has been that they just they can't seem to get healthy. It's the weirdest thing. They are literally the Eagles of the West. Um, I'm going to point out one thing. They ended the game on a uh, the end of the season last year on a four game win streak. I think they carry the momentum right over. Um, I did not look at the schedule very closely. I'm not going to offer you a record. I think that they'll probably be the the first wild card seed. I really believe in the talent. I think if Derwin James comes back healthy, which he is right now, he's probably the best safety in football. I feel very comfortable saying that. Like game changing kind of player, game changing. Joey Bosa also always misses some time. Game changer. Maybe the best defensive end. He's right up there. Okay. Um, biggest thing, though, biggest storyline for me, it's the same as the Chiefs. Revamped offensive line. Their offensive line has been trashed for the last few years. They, dr- they drafted Rashawn Slater, Northwestern shout out. Um, I actually think that he's better than Penny Sewell. He's a little more on, uh, he's, he's smaller than him, but I think he's a better player. Um, Across the line, though, they made upgrades. I was trying to bring it up just so I could tell you guys. Um, let me see here. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get any time. You want to pass some time for me? So on... Any well, other wait, players? Wait, any actually, other players on I the actually Chargers? have a question for the audience. Who do you guys like better in fantasy? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Austin Eckler? Ooh. That's a good question. I, I want to see the comments. And I just argued with somebody about Austin Eckert literally yesterday. You could also throw Antonio Gibson in there, too. Kind of I s- want to stay in division. Oh, yeah. okay. I got you. Yeah. I got you. I was going to say, because I would put him right around right around those players, because I think he's going to be awesome. Charters got Brian Bulaga at right tackle. Uh, they signed Corey Lindsley, longtime center for Aaron Rodgers. He was pissed about that. Pissed. Um, so right there, the bookend tackles, if, if Bulaga can stay healthy. Bookend tackles. And you got a center who in theory, should really help Justin Herbert, too, as far as the development goes, making the, you know, pre-snap calls at the line, uh, being able to read the defensive front. Like, that does not get talked about enough in football in general. And the thing That's is, too, is Herbert, Herbert can get himself out of trouble. He's yeah. got a rocket arm. He's yeah. mobile. Yeah, I was going to say, he's mobile. Yeah. So even if the line, the protection breaks down, he can still get outside the pocket and, and swing it. So it's nothing like – it's nothing – like, I, I just think, like, he's – not that he's flawless. I don't want to use that word. But he's, like, a perfect fantasy quarterback because he does he does everything. Yeah, his sports cards are going for, like, thousands of dollars right now. <laughs> I think that's uh, a stupid investment. I think it's dumb. A second-year player, he's got, like, probably, what, 13 more years? You want to see some more? That's all you just Absolutely. I'm not going to drop $2,000 um, for a second-year player. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I think that's a little little high for me, too. Repeat the question. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Austin Eckler for PPR fantasy football? I want to hear some you answers. guys. I want to hear you guys. P&I audience, yeah. let's see some answers. Uh, Deets, this is a good question. Deets says, 
last year 11 and 5 was the minimum to make the playoffs in the AFC what is it this year probably 11 and 6 I mean cuz keep in mind 17 game season so probably 11 Again. Like twelve and five just seems too high. I was going to say the, the playoffs. So. You might have a twelve. And, you might have a twelve and five team that misses the playoffs. Oh, Could that you potentially? Would be brutal. Oh my god! I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. No. I'll I mean, that's up, a long shot. I'll bring shot. up the standings real quick. That's a long. Yeah, shot. Yeah, I don't see that happening right now. Just looking at it right away because the Steelers. I can bet you the house that they're not going twelve and four. They they went twelve and four last year. Who? Fuck out of here. Who? Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, they stink. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, they stink. Fucking 12 and 4. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I'm, I'm down on the Dolphins because of Tua. I don't think they're getting 10 wins again. Because um, half of those, uh, six of them came from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So they're taking a step back. Ravens and Browns, that should be interesting. I'm going to save that. But they're both making the playoffs. Colts should make it. Titans. Chiefs, uh, and it's interesting. I, you know, I saw, I just saw that Papa Pasillo comments again. He says, "What about the Raiders?" The who? What? The Raiders. All right, l- let's stay they in division. Eight eight. Let's talk about the Raiders right now. Yeah, yeah, go we ahead. We can go right but, into but, it. I, I, I don't like the see, I don't see uh, the Raiders being any type of uh, relevancy here. I got them fourth got, in that division. I'll be honest. Yeah, I got them fourth in division. I got them being six and eleven ish. Um, I think Derek Carr, this is his last year being the quarterback for the Raiders. I think they're going to realize, shit, we're in division with Pat Mahomes, Herbert, and possibly Aaron Rodgers next year. So they're they're going to need a franchise quarterback. Um, Derek Carr doesn't do it for me at all. I just don't see, you know, where they're going to be relevant. Yeah, and I'm not I'm actually Their not defense a, is poor. I'm not a believer in Gruden either. I, I like Rudin as a coach. I don't like he just, just doesn't do it's it. It's Mayock me. that I have a problem with. Well, he stinks too. Exactly. I don't I don't well, think Rudin's a bad coach. I want to say one thing about Mike Mayock. It, like, it's weird for me because I think he was a phenomenal draft analyst. And I don't think that he's made like it, it's the first rounders that are bothering me during his tenure. Like Alex Leatherwood should not have been a first round pick. It was a stretch again this year. That's all that's what I'm talking yeah, about. It was a stretch. And, I mean the year before. Uh Cleveland Farrell, top three? No. Like, <laughs> he just took his favorite guy is what it was. And he's not a bad player. It's no. just that he's clearly not top three in that draft. They could have traded back and got him. And there were other tackles on the board that were better than Leatherwood. Right. So, like, I think he's better after round one. And the thing is, like, it's weird. It, it's it's weird that they completely cast away their offensive line. They, they literally reconstructed their entire offensive line that offensive line is a theme in this division it's weird but like their their offensive line was gutted they got rid of everybody mm-hmm. so i expect to step back right there how are you keeping like even though Derek carr is better than let's say uh drew lock and teddy bridgewater of denver that kind of makes me feel a little bit better about the raiders there um their defense is still trash the offensive line is trash so I can and see the their Broncos, wide receivers are all underachievers. Like I originally was thinking, all right, Raiders will be third again. But as I'm sitting here talking to you about it, I kind of feel like the Broncos will be better because they were also an injured team. They get Von Miller back, and uh, it's just quarterback with them. And we can we can kind of talk about them hand in hand right now, if you guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, well, for fantasy for the Raiders, I really like Henry Ruggs. Um, I think he's. He's got the burners. He's, yeah, yeah, he's very fast. He's um, gonna be boom or bust though. Like he'll be a guy that maybe you could start him in a plus matchup, but I wouldn't draft him. You know who's a sleeper? Depends on your yeah. your league size. I was just about to say Hunter Renfro. 
I actually like Brian Edwards a little bit. PPR, you're saying? PPR. Yeah. 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 The catch volume. I mean, he was starting to come on a little bit. Yeah. Darren Waller, player. though. Darren Waller, who knows if he he might be able to challenge for number one. I got Kelsey there again. Sure. But Darren Waller, just the coming out party, it already happened. So he's you're going to have to pay a premium to get him now. He's a freak of nature. Yeah, he's a beast. I'm um, down I'm down on Josh Jacobs this year. Me too. I've been down on him. Kenyon Drake. Um, I don't know. I feel like Jacobs has just been kind of injury prone a little bit. He has a nagging. In, I had him last yeah. year. He has a nagging injury from preseason game four through the year. Yeah. I'm not all I'm year. Not I'll him. tell you this too. Even though, uh, yeah, I'm down on him too. I was down on him last year when everyone was high on him. I was really high like, on him. I think he's actually a good player. This is just like a fantasy versus reality thing. I, I think now that the offensive line being where it is and the team probably taking a step back, they're going to be throwing more uh, garbage time and shit. And um, Kenyon Drake doesn't matter to me at all. No, no, I no. think he's a he's scrub central. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, done. he's a nice receiving weapon out of the backfield occasionally. He is not an efficient runner uh i think we learned that now and i'm happy i didn't even remember happened. they had him until yesterday when Yo, i googled something people were drafting him second round last year are you are you crazy i know what are you smoking i know sour I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> soon come <laughs> but i i think uh I, I wanted to mention this i wanted to mention one thing i just saw my charters notes again the austin eckler in the first second round crowd you're also crazy to me because I saw things where they're going to be more of a timeshare, and they got three guys <laughs> they want to use. Just wanted to throw that out there, a quick fantasy note. Um, and also, I don't trust him to stay healthy. But he catches a ton of passes, so uh, and he's a good player. Nothing against him. Just wanted to revisit that. But let's transition to the Broncos a little bit more, though. Um, and by the way, Derek Carr is not draftable. Pretty no, obvious. No. Pretty obvious. Yeah, totally agree. He's uh, going to be on the waiver wire all year. The Broncos yeah, quarterback situation... We don't even know who's going to be starting. I'm hearing Drew Locke is winning the job, which caught me off guard a little. I think they wanted to motivate him. That's why they brought Teddy in. They, they wanted to push him and see if they could get one last, uh, you know, hurrah from him, see if he's got something. They like him for some reason. I like I'm Locke out. a little bit. I'm I, do, I do, too. He's got swag. He's yeah. got a nice arm. It, he he just, he's, he's just inconsistent. Yeah, That's he's his a problem. Gamer, but he can't. Guys, he don't do it for me. He's done. He's not a starting quarterback. He's a good backup. Well, he's got weapons this year with Jerry Judy. Yeah, uh, I Hamler, like Judy and this Sutton year. Coming back. Yeah, I like Judy Yo, this year. I like Judy yes. late round. <laughs> I like Judy. I think they're they're they have four good wide receivers. They yeah. do. I mean, and KJ, Noah KJ Font. Hamler is yeah. probably a spot start kind of guy if he can stay on the field. And Noah Font, I'm actually a big fan of too. Noah Font. Yeah, I like him a lot. I always call Yo, him I Noah Font. I, I don't know why. Him. I know. He was a beast. I love he him. is a beast. I'm sorry. Um, I think that they didn't go to him enough, if anything, but he was fighting an ankle injury the whole year. Probably should have just gotten surgery. So that was that was an issue. Um, and Jerry Judy was hurt, too. So, yeah, I mean, Cortland Sutton was hurt. Torn ACL. He'll probably – I think he's probably going to get overdrafted this year. I love him as a player. I just think that you got to give him some time to get back in the swing. And also, I just don't trust the quarterback situation. So I'm where not, do you say? So you know, where do you see Denver? I see them at eight and nine. Eight feels generous for me. Like I kind of, I just don't. I don't like the quarterback room. I don't. I think if they won eight games, that would be like a pretty successful season. It would be them. a hell of a season. I think the defense will experience like they were. They were already a pretty good defense. Like they're just a quarterback away from being a pretty solid team. Like playoff ready. They're kind of like where the 49ers were uh, when Jimmy G went down. Oh, you just need a quarterback and everyone returned to health. 
they're like kind of same thing. They have a they have a, de- a playoff ready defense, and you're getting Von Miller back. Yeah, I hope Drew Locke does have a good year though. I'm actually I'm really rooting for him because like, I do like him. I would have liked to see Aaron Rodgers go there when we were talking about that. I thought it was a great fit. Patrick Sertan looks like he's going to be uh, a top-notch corner in this league. Thank Love God he didn't that go pick to six Dallas, was dude. nasty. Love him, man. I mean, nasty. Uh, That's like that was like a veteran like instinct right there. And they got uh, Simmons at at safety. He's a stud. He doesn't get talked about at all. Um, must be the name. You got must be. <laughs> I should have just called him by his first. See, like it's it's just <laughs> tough to play Denver in Denver. You know what I mean? So like I feel like. Shit. They have actual real home field advantage. You got Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb had a pretty good year last year without Von Miller. Right. I mean, they got they got pieces there. Yeah, I Make see no them five hundred. Yeah, I can I can see it. I, I just think the quarterback's going to hold him back, unless he shocks the world. Yeah. And, and, and he could. Not. And he, he could because he's got trash. all these. He's got all these weapons. I know. He's, he's got a he's plethora trash, of weapons. Yeah. I, I don't know. Low I key see, though. I, here, say what you're going to say. I see Jerry Judy having a pretty, a pretty nice year. I know. I really I like, like him. I like lot, his man. speed a lot. I think Separation he's, is key. Absolutely. He knows how to run a route, guys. Yeah. Like, and he kind of reminds me of... He has the same, like, trajectory as Calvin Ridley. Like, first year, little iffy. But once they figure it out, like, the key of the game as a wide receiver is separation. And if you know how to do it, you know how to do it. Period. Like, that's the reason why, like, people believe in Devontae Smith. Like, they're worried, oh, he's going to get jammed at the line. Well... What are you going to do if you can't touch him? Because that's the thing. He's got the moves. He's got the quick feet. Quick feet. Eat. Chad let, Johnson. Let me ask you, Mike. Yeah? Do you think uh, Drew Locke starts all year? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I do. Because yeah. I don't, like, I don't, He'll get unless he's really, really bad. But if he's, like, middle of the pack, I don't see them benching him for Teddy Bridgewater. Because I don't think that, like, Bridgewater can't push the ball down the field. And Drew Locke threw that, like, 75-yard bomb to K.J. Hamler and dropped it right in a bucket. It was beautiful. So, I mean, like, you see plays like that, and it looks like, okay, like, if he could just, I know it's a lot easier said than done, but if he could just do things like that once a game, it would be. keep his job. Yeah, it could unlock them. Well, low-key, though, I think another reason besides just pushing Drew Locke, I think they brought in Teddy because – they could remain competitive there um, and maybe shoot for that second wild card because of the things we said. They have pieces, but they just don't have a quarterback. And the offensive line is middle of the pack. They're not terrible. Um, but I'll, I'll say this, though. I want to point out one fantasy situation that is interesting to me because um, Melvin Gordon's a volume guy, and he's probably an underrated running back in general for the length of his career. He's probably on a downswing now. He gets a lot of touches. He gets hurt. He gets the goal line carries. Like he's he's just he's taking hits. Um, he'll still be a draftable kind of guy. Like you know probably third fourth round most leagues. But keep an eye on Javante Williams, the rookie. Um, I'm gonna throw that out there because if Gordon does miss time, I actually think they're gonna probably get a pretty even timeshare as the season goes on. So keep an eye on Williams. As long I'm, as he doesn't turn I'm into not, I'm not Freeman lie. 2.0. I was just going to say that. I am not buying these Denver Broncos Yo. running backs. I drafted Royce Freeman, Royce the 5'9". Royce the 5'9". And he three. was fucking Yo. trash, He man. was. He, he was. was garbage. I, I came in last place in that year. Yo, the only relevance he had. The only, <laughs> Nick Rompasillo. He was fucking garbage. I don't want nothing to do with these Denver running backs. I'm cool on that. The only relevance cool. that guy had last year. Was because he was going to possibly be the emergency quarterback when they had the COVID <laughs> shit in the, in the room. Like, what a waste. I thought he would be half decent. Oh, my God. But he was getting, oh, my God, he got drafted so high. I'm cool. Crazy. 
crazy. Philip Lindsay, man, I'm surprised they didn't bring him back. He was good for them. He's a local boy. Kind of weird, man. Kind of weird. And he went to the Texans. So that's like the the pits of hell in the NFL now. Um, well, James commented, Noah Fant would be a crazy stud if they had a quarterback. Amen. I, I think he's a stud already. <laughs> I think he's put up pretty good numbers even without a quote-unquote quarterback. So I, I think he's a top fantasy option as well <clears throat> for tight end. I could see him top 10. Well, you know what? Back then, oh, no like, doubt. listen, like, yeah, I was yeah, drafted, no, he was ninth last year with, I was with no quarterback. him super late. Like, I was able to get him as my – in some leagues, I had deeper benches, and I would get him as my second tight end. And I was like – because I was thinking the upside is just massive and stay on the field and just get thrown the ball. And I really did think he was going to take off. I think the ankle was an issue last year. I really do. Um, he was playing through something he should have gotten operated on. So – he should be top 10 for me, guys. Like, he's going to be in my top 10 when we go through those rankings. And I'm thinking that's going to probably be on on our Wednesday night show, the, the live stream on Wednesday this week. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but that's that's probably where we're going. We're going to do top 10 tight ends next show. So we'll talk about that a little more. Um, other than that, this is another point. I see uh, I'm going to point out one more thing. James Provito. Imagine if Denver had a good QB. What a shame. That's what we're saying, James. Rogers. They got everything there. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, look, it worked for Peyton. That'd it worked. Crazy. <clears throat> they it got weapons, be. man. It'd be hey, funny if they did that, too. You're bailing out John Elway again. Yeah. Because he builds a great roster except a quarterback. You would think he would know by now how to draft a quarterback. Although he got he got uh, Brock Osweiler a lot of money. Brock he went to the hellhole, though. The Texans. Want, I don't They're an embarrassment. Here, let me, to let the me the tell NFL. you one thing. They're Brock poop. Osweiler was trash. Oh, oh no, yeah. I know. But I'm like, just saying, John Elway. No, got but I know. Paid. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh. That's because that's because teams actually had film on him, and then that was it. I just don't it think was he was ever good. Did he lose his job to Tom Savage? Yeah. Or like T.J. Yates or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. One of those two. Well, yeah. Or one both. Of those two. Yeah. All the above. <laughs> Tom fucking Savage. waste, dude. What if a I, name, though. Listen, Tom if I was six I know a Tom that's a Savage. So, um, other than that, guys, I think I'm comfortable. 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 Moving on, I think that this division is pretty clear-cut. Yeah. Sound good? You got any extra comments? No, uh, no. I don't uh, see any comments coming in from uh, our platforms. So, we're going to go into sports cards. Let's go. Phil, play something, man. Let's get hype. I'm going to do that. <laughs> 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 Call a spade a Well, fuck. Uh, let's do this. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> Yo, so, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, there's just different news. This just happened. Like, we were talking about this late, late, late last night. There's always something in the, in the card industry now that just blows your mind. It's like every week now. Every fucking week, there's a record setter. Yeah. Now this one, this one right here, it it's kind of obvious to me. Sure. I'm not surprised, but I'm gonna announce it anyway, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that energy. Honus Wagner. No one knows who he is except for us, probably here. Our audience may know him. May know of the card. Little tiny tiny. Look at the, look. Give me that camera. <laughs> little. It's like this tiny. It's a little tiny card. It's a mini. I had a reprint as a kid. I don't know where it is, but. Little, little tiny card, okay? You sound like From my like wife. From like the 1920s, okay? Honus Wagner baseball card sells for $6.606 million. Million, guys. Million dollars. 
shattering the record for highest selling sports card of all time. Holy shit. Hmm. What the fuck? There's only like 50 of them made, right? 50. Well, there's 60 of documented. them. Well, 60 of them are uh, recordedly graded. And this was kind of the best condition. Well, one of the best conditions. So I can't imagine what a four would sell for. Because this, this, this was, was a, a three, right? Yeah, this was an SGC three. Um, and SGC is not really like a big company. So like if it was a PSA, uh, yeah, PSA three, it would go for more money, which is crazy. Like it would probably go for like, I don't know, maybe nine million. We got to find where those cards are. My I friend know. has a, re- a reprint of it. That's what I'm I wonder, saying. Yeah, I wonder like, if that's I, worth anything. I'm going to try to find this, guys. I swear, I, I think I know where it is. This has been killing me for years. Like, I just realized this a couple years back, and I'm like, oh, man, I got to find that and just make sure. Like, because you never know. You like, probably threw it, was, it out. No, I definitely did not throw that one <laughs> yeah. out. I threw yeah. out my Sports <laughs> Illustrated yeah. for kids cards. I did not throw that it shit out. It was in that binder. Yeah, it, it got misplaced. Okay. <laughs> But this is one, like, you never know. Like, what if it was handed down from my great-grandfather or something, and I just don't fucking know. I just had the card. Right. And I did keep it in pristine condition, I'll tell you that. So, but apparently not enough for me to fucking remember where it was. Could you imagine spending $6 million on a fucking piece of cardboard? No. Like It ain't that, even cardboard. It's, like, literally, it's, it's a tiny paper. sliver of fucking <laughs> yeah. paper from the 1920s. $6.6 million. It's crazy. What are we doing here? It's like every week now. We should be fucking. There's a record. We should be grabbing shovels and going to look for this shit on the beach or something. <clears throat> the fucking little monitors. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. What are you looking for? Honus. Honus. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yo, P&I fans, if you think you might have had this card, you ought to go check. Yeah. Oh my God! Because some of the reprints, house. I think, even if, if they were like perfect condition reprints, weren't they selling for a, a G or something? I, I mean, there's probably some but value I, there. Because I saw some where you can get them for less than ten bucks, and obviously they can't possibly be in good condition. No, I don't know. This one was graded too. That my friend Joe. This has. one was yeah. Oh, I'm gonna ask him. Oh, send reprint? me a picture of it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You. Gotta, I forget what it's graded at. You gotta ask that question. I will tomorrow. But I'm going to push us along again. We got a few announcements. I'm going to let Nick take it away uh, with this one. Yeah, so P&I just dropped uh, a a sports car video. We ripped open a 2020 Select Football uh, Blaster Mega Box. So please check it out. It's available on our YouTube channel. As promised. We did promise promise. that last week. And we're going to be doing more of that content as well. Um, Me and Polidor are going to do a box war. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and you got the Wildwood show. Yeah, the Wildwood show is coming up uh, this Saturday. I'll be going down there, uh, filming some more content. The video will drop Monday, Monday morning. Um, so yeah, I mean the Wildwood Sports Co. Uh, sports Card Show is actually on Friday at 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Wildwood Sports Card Show com- uh, convention, and it's on Saturday at 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Sunday. 10, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So hopefully somebody goes and, uh, you know, I'm going to be there Saturday. I got things to do on Friday and Sunday, but Saturday I will be making an appearance with me and Phil. So hopefully, you know, we'll see you guys there. And, and there's give a, us give us this one. This is a new oh, show, a card show announcement that yeah. you got You got to give us a quick brief on it. Give yeah. Me so there's a quick. new show at the Valley Forge Casino Resort uh, on September 24th through the 26th. And there's a couple of guests coming, and those names are pretty uh, 
legendary. Ron Jaworski, Randall Cunningham, uh, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick. Uh, there's a couple of Phillies players, like Mitch Williams going to be there. Placido Polanco. <laughs> I have his autograph on a hat. Yeah, yeah. We'll so, be there. We'll be there for that. Yeah, we'll definitely be there. Also, you got to get your tickets on their website. Um, I think tickets are now available. Today, they they finally dropped. So go check them out. Um, so I know we're going to be there. P&I is going to be there. So we hope to see you there. Thanks, Nick. And guys, you got to see Nick's video, okay? You have to see oh, it's it. Great. Check out our YouTube channel. It's great. I can't wait to do more of them. Phil, give me a real, real quick. Bust your ass in that box work. Give me too. some. You'll uh, see. Give me some bang, bang. I love Phil. busting your box. Whoa, 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 yo, bang, whoa. Hey, yo. Whoa. <laughs> Three pointer. Whoa, fam. Bang, bang. <laughs> it's good. Wins the game at the buzzer. This, this for real. This quick hitters has to be bang, fucking bang. All right. Hold on. I'm still recovering from no. what he just said here. <laughs> no, fam. we can't. No, we're we going can't. into this. We can't. We can't. Oh my god. Look. You're crazy. You guys are fucking crazy. All right. I think you're quick, crazy. Quick Eagles observations. We're going to be, we have to be quick on this. We're running out of time here. Um, Mike mentioned Quez Palante at the beginning of the show. Mike, I think you, I, I think we should have bet on that. And I think that uh, you should give me some props here. Uh, I gave you props when I called you Quez Palante. Well, I called you Kez, but it's Quez. Now, Look, I mean, I was only saying, I was saying, guys, look out because you every can't time, see speed. Every time I shit on a player, a report comes out of camp that he goes crazy. <laughs> Jalen Rieger makes one of the best catches I've ever seen. Quez Watkins looks like the best wide receiver in the NFL. I don't understand it. So I'm just going to keep shitting on them, and hopefully they'll be just good this it. year. Just do it. Yeah. And you can direct it at me however you want. Like, But all I'm yeah. saying is... is he was impressive. When Listen. Watkins scored that touchdown, I literally tweeted at you <laughs> the laughing emoji because I literally think of you every time. I'm just staring at the screen, and I'm like, did this really just happen? <laughs> if, like, listen, I'm, I was happy, but I'm like, did this really just happen? And then it started with, is Joe Flacco going to take Jalen Hurts' job? Oh, my God. And I'm we're, like, we're not talking about that. I'm no like, fucking we, way. I'm like, here we go. Oh, my God. He did look pretty good, though. Um, but I, I have to say, though, I expect at this point, now that he got first-team reps – like it was, it was probably a battle between Watkins and Travis Fulgham. I think Watkins has to win this job now. And and when when Darius Slay says that, man, look out for this guy. And and Jalen Hurts said, man, the the secret is, is no longer a secret. You got to pay attention. And the speed is just off the charts. He can just run past you. But the thing is, as I said, I said, what was it last week? Two weeks? I said, Mike, look out, because apparently his route running improved and. That's something you can improve on. You can't teach speed, though. Same with Jalen Rager. You can't teach speed. He had if two they drops. put it together, they'll put it together. I heard he had a, a monster catch against the Patriots in practice. I also heard that the Eagles were dominating the Patriots on both sides of the ball in their joint practice. That's what I heard. Don't know if there's any truth to it, but uh, Jalen Hurts also got some love. I'm going to point this out to you guys couple comments well hold on before go we go there go do ahead. you have Watkins as the, the uh Eagles number two wide receiver yes see well, my, when my I only say question number two, I say he's lining up outside Jalen Rager is the number two receiver in this offense but I think he's going to be more of a slot guy that's a better fit for his skill set right now I would I would actually I would think he's better served on the bench roll <laughs> wow he's gonna make a one-handed catch next I'm, game. I'm doing that because i want to watch him on thursday i want to say it now thank you for motivating him he needs yes. it yeah he listens to p and i oh he needed that oh, he, he yeah. probably does for real like for real he, he listens to twitter um but comment i i just read earlier today 
the Eagles teammates are saying that Jalen Hurts is, quote, undoubtedly viewed as a franchise quarterback in the locker room. They love him. They think he's legit. So stay tuned. Let's hope. Stay tuned. We hope, hope so. Yeah. All right. Other quick note, Devontae Smith was back, full practice. Great news. Yep. I hope um, he plays Thursday. I'm excited I don't know. to see It might him. be rushed. He won't. I'm going to throw out one other thing. Even though I've heard that Zach Ertz has had a phenomenal camp, and he may actually be sticking around. Um, this is no joke. Like, this is what I heard. you got to give some love to Tyree Jackson. Like, for real, they might have discovered a gem here, converting him from quarterback to tight end. Uh, he's got the athletic skills. I think he could be. He, he kind of reminds me of a young Jimmy Graham. So maybe it won't be this year, but next year when Ertz is not on the team, presumably. Are you saying ability-wise or just his overall ability size? Ability and size. Pauls. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was coming. Yeah. Real girth. Six foot eight. Six foot eight. Real girth. <laughs> you had to go the extra step. Yeah, man. Sorry. You guys were loading us up with that today. So, oh, shit. Paul's there. Yeah. So, yeah. See you know what I mean? Move on. Yeah, yeah. please. Uh, and Andre Dillard's out for a few weeks. I think they were probably trying to just hope that he had trade value. But Jordan Mailata is clear cut. And he better can sing. Player, and he can sing. He can play. <laughs> he can do anything. Uh, so he's starting a left tackle. Milton Jackson looked good. The third-round pick that was highly criticized. Zach McPherson, who was getting a lot of camp buzz at corner. Eh. Decent, decent performance first game. We'll see. Um, you know, keep an eye on more position battles with Sweat and Barnett. They both look pretty good. Sweat looks like he might have a breakout. Javon Hargrave is getting some love. And Isaac Sayamal is back. So the offensive line is back in full. Big note, guys. All right? That's enough with the Eagles. But Dougie P is at another practice. That's our next announcement. He was with the Colts, chatting it up, uh, you know, buddy-buddy with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. We might have to uncover that a little bit in the future, but I think based on comments that I've heard, uh, Rob Motti's one of them who always said that they never had beef. They never had beef. And the, Doug, like, said all this shit about Carson, like, seeing him, and he was completely... You know, the bigger person and and just a mature person about it. Like, hey, we had we had five great years, even though it ended poorly. You know, I still love you and think the world of you. And he he said all these things publicly. I'm happy to see that. Yeah, because it was Howie the Weasel. Yeah, it, it was never Doug and Carson. Right. It was never that. And somehow it got portrayed as that. But it was always Howie Howie Roseman. I really want him to succeed. I want. I want. Well, look, Carson it's either the GM or the head coach who's going to get the blame. Yeah, always. Yeah, scapegoat. Exactly. It's the boss of the boss. Yep. Um, another quick hit, uh, quick hitter here. Mm-hmm. Yo, NBA talk. I'll, I'll just ask you this real quick. The Clips just traded Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo and some other scrub for uh, Eric Bledsoe. That was awful. I have hey, no – that right? does not make sense. I don't understand that. You lost, your two I, edge, you lost two edge guys, somebody that could control the game. I think Bledsoe is washed and, up. And I think so, too. He's been washed up. Yeah, for like, a couple of years no now. It makes no sense because – I mean Beverly especially like you just you just lost that edge in the in the playoffs where I think I think the Clippers defense was dominating in the playoffs. And that I think, was like where they they got that that's where the run started for them was the defense. And Beverly coming off the bench was great. Yeah. yeah. Cuz Reggie Jackson ascended a little bit. And Rondo can come in and be a ball handler too. And so. now you have uh you were able to bring in um what's his face Pat Bev and he could play his role which is just hard ass defense. He can exert all his energy. He's a guy that you want on your team. Yeah, 100. I mean, here's the thing. 
I don't like what he did to Chris Paul. But yeah, I'm just I saying, agree. like, aside from that, he's somebody, like, he's like a... Uh, he's a better player this He's stage. a nag. He, he's a better fit for them. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. Yuck. Well, do you think he traded them because his teammates lost respect because he did that? I think that that nah. did play into... I think part of that I, played I into it with the front office, not the teammates. Uh, I don't know about that. Hmm. But they, they probably think they could get some offensive value out of Bledsoe. And I, I just don't see it anymore. It didn't move the needle for me. Nah. It, nah. Uh, jo- Josh Hart is back with the Pelicans on a three-year deal, 38 mil. He was a restricted free agent. We mentioned him. Mike mentioned him on the show. We were saying we we would love to have him on the team for the Sixers. But that's oh, a yeah. wash. Uh, that was probably a good move for the Pelicans. Uh, Marcus Smart just got fucking wild. He got a max extension, uh, four years, 78 mil from the Celtics. Like, good role player, but are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's crazy. Are you kidding me? I'm not even going to give that some time. I just want to throw that to, to the audience. That's just crazy. Wait, what was his contract? Four years, 78 mil. Marcus Smart. That's not smart. <laughs> not, that's horrible brad stevens he's such a he's he's being a blowhard right there loving one of his guys yeah but it's kind of like on the the lines of the lonzo contract right all right that so there right it is who would you rather have lonzo for sure sure wow mike I'm i already so happy. told you i know i know <laughs> i think he's yeah. a good player i was worried though for a second i thought you were gonna say marcus smart but no i would definitely take lonzo ball oh my god yeah in a minute dude what i mean marcus smart is like the most irrational irrationally confident three-point shooter i've ever seen unbelievable I shoot your wanna... shot fam yo forget that uh jake arietta gets cut by the cubs i had to mention this so that we control him a little bit god. gets cut by the cubs and signs a minor league deal with the Padres. Reason I wanted to mention this though, also with the Padres, is they're kind of sliding a little bit. Mm-hmm. If the Phillies, with their upcoming series, uh, I mean they have some weak teams on the schedule, they might catch them in the wild card. We got to sweep. They're only the six. Uh, I mean, there's the there's five games back in the wild card from the Padres, and they, and the, and they might beat the Padres head to head. They're playing them uh, coming up. So I wanted to point that out though. He if just Jake gave Carriano, up four <laughs> runs since you mentioned him. If, <laughs> if he, Good luck for him. For real, though, if he Garbage. if he's starting games for the Padres in this postseason run, leading up to October, we have nothing to worry thank about. Thank you, because you're gonna fuck up and miss the playoffs. <laughs> this is crazy. I can't I believe they're now. in this position. Um, last thing, we have to give another shout out. This is the last thing of the night. Uh, we talked about Carly Lloyd for a second last week. Got to give love to the women, right? Carly Lloyd announces her retirement. From the international team and uh, the pro league she's in, she's played for 12 years. I have to point this out, guys. Second most capped player in world history. She played world history. She played 312 games for the international team. Legend. She's 39 years old. Like This is amazing. I was wondering how long she was going to play. 128 goals. Fourth most in U.S. national history. One of two Americans to win the FIFA Women's Player of the Year award twice. Mia Hamm was the only other one. And she she tied Mia Hamm in hat tricks with eight. Also record. Two World Cups, two Olympic gold medals. Whew. Breathe. Amazing. South Jersey's finest. What a story, guys. What a story. Yeah, absolutely. USA. 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 <laughs> For real. Carly Lloyd, shout out. Round of applause. Absolutely. Give love to the women. Absolutely. All right. That's it for tonight, though, guys. Thanks again for tuning in on the live stream. Nick, take it away. 
Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the comments, the love, support. Uh, we will be back here Wednesday night, so we'll see you then. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we'll see you guys Wednesday night.